Eurovision. The journey to Eurosong 2024. Hey, we're next in line. Hi there, I'm Isabella Kearney. It's J Yellow O. Hey, I'm Erica Cody. Hi, I'm Elsha. What's up? It's Bambi Thug. And you are listening to the. And you're listening to the. And you're listening to. And you're listening to the. And you're listening to the. And you're listening to the. Welcome back to the Airvision Podcast and the journey to Eurosong 2024. We're back on the road after taking a quick pit stop to chat to Ryan O'Shaughnessy, but we are back and ready to dissect the six songs that will be competing in Eurosong 2024 for the chance to represent Ireland at the Eurovision Song Contest 2024. We've assembled a stellar panel full of Eurovision fans and experts that you will know from the Eurovision fan community. But before we meet them, Lou, how are things? Have you recovered from Ryan O'Shaughnessy? Just about, Connor. You got very, very excited over him, <laughs> didn't you? I really enjoyed that episode. I think it was very insightful. Go and listen to it, everyone, if you have not yet already. But today's order of business, Connor, as you said, is to really delve into Eurosong 2024 and our six potential entries for Ireland in Eurovision, which, of course, we're doing with trusted friends and fans. This year in Eurosong 2024, the six songs in contention are Erica Cody, Love Me Like I Do, Ailsha Gatubin, JLOL featuring Toshin with Judas, Isabella Kearney with Let Me Be the Fire, Bambi Thug, Doomsday Blue, and next in line, Love Like Us. Yes, but as Connor has mentioned, we have some panelists. Don't forget, you may have seen on our socials, we have Eurovision's own Euro song, which I'm sure many of our listeners have been voting in. We have also assembled some pretty great jurors, if I may say so myself, for our Irish and international jury. But most importantly, we need to delve into who we have here today with us, Connor. We do. We We do. do. And it's important to note that the panellists are not the people who are voting on the juries. So they are free to say whatever they like and there's no holding back. And I'm sure we will get into some interesting conversations over the next hour or so. But it's time to meet them, I guess, Lou. Will we introduce them? We will. We're going to start off with two very coveted members of the Eurovision team, TikTok queen Alex Basmati. Hello. Dear Eve, how are we? We're well. Are you excited for Eurosong, Alex? Buzzing. Definitely more excited than I have been, but we'll see how I feel after. Mm, lots of excitement building for Friday. We also have Glasgow Michal, Matal, Sowas Flores, however you know him. Hello, hello, Michal. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to get into all the songs that we've discussed today. Pleasure as always. Who else do we have, Connor? We have Statsman himself, Mr. Eurovision YouTuber, ESC Tom. Welcome back, Tom. I like, I like being a stats person. That's a, that's a cool title. Yes, I'm here. I'm very excited to talk about all these six awesome acts for Eurosong. Excited to have you. And of course, Melfest Michal, Mr. Eurovision Hope himself. Michal, welcome back to the pod. Jidich, this is Stockholm calling. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Thank you all for joining us. Yes. Thank you all for joining us. Just before we get stuck into the songs, we want to ask a general question and we'll throw it out to all of you. Maybe chuck up your hand if there's something you want to say. This year, we had the release of the six Eurosong entries on the Ray Darcy show on RTE Radio 1. We had one song 
being released every day with two on the Wednesday of that week. The rollout this year. How did you all find it? Maybe compared to last year, maybe compared to other countries' releases. What did you think of the Eurosong reveals? I don't know if it's a normal thing, but I don't know if there's any other countries that kind of technically blackmail their fans into watching a full radio show if they want to hear one song. <laughs> Which is, I would prefer to just get the song on its own instead of having to listen to Ray Darcy talk about mice and badges and stamps and stuff for ages. <laughs> That's just a me thing. Um, I prefer something like UMK, which is like a streamlined song being put onto YouTube at a certain time of the day. And I can just clock in and clock out and listen to it when I want to. Building but I'm trust just a grumpy old man. So. No, no, I think I think a lot of us are in that boat. Um, Malfest Mihal, what are your thoughts on the rollout this year? Yeah, I mean, ideally we don't listen to the radio show and we get like a, a premiere on YouTube, like Tom said, where we get maybe a, a music video uh, like that's standardized. All artists have a similar music video. Um, it would just feel more aligned with other countries. But given the circumstances, I think that week was very enjoyable. As a Euro fan, it was nice every day coming onto Twitter, joining with the other Irish uh, Euro fan community and getting excited and seeing what international people thought of it. Um, I'll talk about it when we dive into the songs. But yeah, there was one song in particular that I just won't forget, especially Ray Darcy's reaction. Um, so there's always room for improvement, but I think the rollout could have better than i thought it would be it's better than last year oh yeah at least we got <laughs> dedicated times remember last yeah, year was, it was about 10 minutes not even on, on ryan tuberty's show mm. um alex you have your hand raised very nicely there what are your thoughts look i actually really enjoyed it i loved having one every single day i do agree that i would have rather them just be put up up front and not have to listen particularly on the last day i think it was like the last 10 minutes and you know, we've been tuning it all week and then to have it at the very end on a Friday just felt like a bit of a slog. But I will defend them in some ways because I know, I suppose you could put it and give it more priority on a smaller radio show where they'll give it more time, but then you're reaching less people. Also, it is Ray's show and I'd imagine Michael Keeley can't really tell him what to do um, and is probably just thankful to get that airtime. So I can kind of see how it worked out the way it did but definitely a learning for next year and i really want to keep the one a day thing if we can i think so as well i think um next year i prefer probably to be on 2fm or something like that just because felt the songs didn't really match the vibe of the Ray Darcy show at all um and as well next year can we please have no leaks because the leaks yeah. this year were absolutely ridiculous and it spoiled the week because imagine mm. the hype for the songs this week if no one had really known Let what the artists was have their moment. Exactly. For Next In Line in particular, I thought there were so many vicious comments before it yeah. had even come out. I mm. thought that was actually really bad. And how are we supposed to invite more artists into this selection process if people are going to be acting like that? Definitely. Definitely. Say it louder. Glasgow Mihal, you've had your hand raised. Yeah, I uh I personally think that um I echo whatever I was saying here. And um, but I personally think that next year we should uh release the songs on this uh, podcast. I don't know if you know it, it's called Eurovision. Um and I think that that would be kind of the great way to do it. Because I think they already give great interviews on this this amazing podcast. So I've never heard of them. That. 
No, they're very underground. No, they're very underground. They're very. They've got their own little scene going. You know, you wouldn't know them. <laughs> Go on, Tom. Firehead. Another thing. Maybe I'm just being eternally optimistic, but I'm hoping that next year, if we have semi-finals, we won't need a daily reveal because the songs will be revealed on the semi-final show. So. Fingers crossed if things develop in a way that I think Michael Keeley wants as well. Maybe that'll be a thing of the past anyway. So we are going to kick things off and discuss the songs one by one. And we're going to kick it off with the first release of the week. And that was Erica Cody, Love Me Like I Do. Here's a little snippet of the song. And there we have it. Erica Cody, love me like I do. Tom, you're dancing away there, so I'll kick things off with you. I just love that snippet that you played. It was, it was, it was amazing. What a bop. Um, I think it's a great song. When it comes on my playlist, I really enjoy it. So I think it's really well done. Yeah, it's really well produced. She sings it really well. It's got a lot of sass, a lot of attitude. I can see how this is going to be a big dancing number. Very solid. It's just lacking a little bit of something edgy or raw or new. I think a lot of people think maybe it's a bit dated, but super solid. I really enjoy listening to it. It's got a strong melody. Mihal O'Kane, Melfest Mihal, we know you like a girly bop. Hit us on your thoughts with this one. You know I like a girly pop, and this one is absolutely no different. Like, you can confirm on repeat. You can see Erica. <laughs> <laughs> we believe has, you. We can confirm. She Ariana has, Grande there as well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's beaten Ariana Grande up there with uh, my most played songs on Spotify. But as soon as she started with the I do, I was like, yes. And then she's the key change. And I just know that she's going to deliver with choreography. It's going to be and it's going to be everything I enjoy from a performance. But then we then we talk with all our conversation of is this what Ireland needs to qualify and what we think represents us best at Eurovision? Then we change energy and then we, th- th- yeah, it's a different thing. And I don't know if this is what would give us our result that's desired. I think we now need to try a wee bit harder than we have before. We need to put that extra bit of kick in this year. And I just don't know if this song is it. You know, that aside, I love it. I think it's great, but it's not what we need to get us through. Yeah, I understand. Even though like you can personally like a song as a Eurovision fan, you can consider the entire package, right? Uh, Alex, you are an OG Eurovision Erica Cody fan. What are your thoughts here? I've been calling for this. So I was so happy to see her in the lineup. I do love the song as well. It's one of my most played. Um, my only downside that I can see to it as well is lacking that edge. But what I do think is going to happen and she's, she will shock a lot of people I think in terms of she will bring everything to this her voice sounds amazing she's an amazing dancer look at her on Dancing with the Stars not only is she star quality being on the show Dancing with the Stars she actually came back a year later and sang on it 
her own song as well. So she's so prepared. If you're opening up for Jessie J, you are a star and you you know what you're doing. And I do think when I look at the, some of the other acts in the lineup, she really has that edge in terms of the performance. So I'm really excited to see it. I think she's going to do really well in terms of Euro song. But I also agree that it's probably not what we need right now in the competition. But I'm so happy that she's in the lineup. And I love the song. Yeah, Alex, I completely agree with everything that you said there. I think you are dead right. Um, Dancing with the Stars, you mentioned there. She was a finalist on that. So you know she can dance. <laughs> and we will, of course, see that on the night of Eurosong as well. I love this song, Michal. I am the same. This is on the top of my on-repeat playlist on Spotify. It is coming on the playlist and I am not skipping it at all. I really, really like it. I understand people's concerns when they say about, you know, is it exactly what Ireland needs for Eurovision at the moment? And look, you can you can argue for or against. I think people obviously think about the girly bop and Brooke is the most recent one with That's Rich. Brooke, I think there was certain things for Brooke. You know, you got to think about Brooke hadn't sang for a year or two. Um, she was on The Voice UK, but then the pandemic hit. So she hadn't sang in public for, for a while. Um, so she hadn't got any stage experience in between that. Eric, on the other hand, has got a lot of stage experience. She's been doing concerts and shows at festivals. She's performing live on TV. Um, so she's been busy. Erica also has Universal, the record label behind her. And we know that record labels are really, really beneficial for someone, uh, particularly at a concert or particularly at Eurovision, should I say, um, at pre-parties and stuff, just press and getting, you know, contacts, basically. Um, so that would be very, very beneficial for Erica. And yeah, I, I think Love Me Like I Do hits me harder than That's Rich did originally. And I can see a similar glow up happening from That's Rich euro song to that's rich eurovision i can see the same happening for love me like i do from euro song to eurovision you know i can imagine it on a big stage with pyro and flashing lights um i can understand people's concerns though is it you know dated or generic i actually don't agree i think it's more of a pop kind of throwback retro kind of vibe um the only thing I really don't like is the key change. That's the only thing I feel is a bit cliche and not needed. I would love, I would love like a Chanel dance break in this because we know Eric can move. Like we said, with Dancing with the Stars, she can move. So I would totally be for seeing a revamp with like a dance break, a proper dance break in this song. Um, yeah, I really, really like this song. I think this is a good tune. Okay, well, there we have it. Erica Cody, Love Me Like I Do. Let's see what she brings on Friday the 26th. Ain't o three car, cooig shay, shocked, hooked, hooked. Next up, of course, the next to be released was Ailsha with Gatubin. And here is a snippet of the song.
Okay, and we'll get the gummick doll. We have had our snippet of Gatubbin. Uh, of course, a lot of Irish language in there. Quite experimental. Glasgow, Michal, how are you feeling about this potential entry? I'm feeling great. Let's talk about a banger. This is incredible. This is so fun. This ticks so many boxes for me and also for what we need to qualify in Eurovision. Um, for me personally, I love a song that conveys a message in a, in a very interesting way. And by use of the Irish language, Ilsha conveys this message of um, that a lot of Irish people will resonate with, um, considering that many, many on the island don't carry a lot of Irish after leaving school. Um, and I think that this is the first, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, I think this is the first um, Your Song entry in Irish since the 80s which is quite um, insane to me that that's, that's the case. But um, alas, that, that's how it is. Um, as, well, as well as that, like, I think we can all appreciate a song that has Can I Go to the Toilet as the bridge. I think that's just genius. I think that's smart. I think that's incredible and highly iconic. Um, so I'm very much behind this entry and I'd be very, very happy and proud to see it go to Malma. Um, but my only worry is the live performance in Eurosong, um, because this could get away from her if she doesn't, um, if she doesn't bring a slight bit of polish that's needed to, to get the Irish public to vote for her. But I think she can do it. Alex Basmati, you are an Irish speaker. How do you feel about this song? Because it can be divisive, like Michal touched on. Can I go to the toilet? Um, we, of course, spoke to her about the meaning of the song. You've been sitting with the song for a while. How are you feeling about it now? Share your thoughts. So the more I've looked into it, the more I like it. When I read the lyrics like written down, it made so much more sense to me. I, the one lyric that I did not get for so long was there's a line in it where she says, I think I've lost my vocabulary. But she says vocabulary in kind of a strange way to me. I just didn't get that when I listened to it. And when I put it all together at the end, I was like, oh, my God, this is genius. But at the beginning, I didn't really get it. Um, and I did think it was kind of taking the mick out of the language. And that's the only worry I have for this one. She needs to be so clear, even if she had some of those lyrics up on the screen to really explain what's going on. I think it'll be really exciting i can't wait to see it staging Hall as well like this being in the uh, late late studio we haven't really seen anything like this in that studio before i mean i'm hoping it does well but it is absolutely a worry but yeah i'm just so happy to have this in the lineup and i think she's gonna absolutely smash it definitely a contender to win in my opinion it's interesting you talk about the lyrics there alex because for me I mean, I've mentioned this before, I think, on our Twitter spaces that like this is going to be divisive. I, I, I can understand why a lot of Irish speakers won't love the lyrics in this. It does seem like a lot of international fans are loving how different this is and the lyrics are not going to matter to them at the end of the day. And they are the people ultimately voting in Eurovision. There is a line where she sings, which means 
uh, broken Irish is better than clever English or fluent English. Um, and I actually love that sentiment. It's actually in my Twitter bio, if anybody cares. Um, and I love that sentiment of the song. I think if she had a translation of the lyrics, I don't know, like, would the whole toilet thing translate to non-Irish speakers? Because we joke about it a lot within our culture about, like, asking to go to the toilet that we all know what that means. It's a, it's an interesting one. But can we shout out Elsha's brother? What a legend. What a legend. True, true Eurovision fan. Uh, Tom, how are you feeling about Gutobin? I think it's the most excited I've been for an Irish song since ever. I think probably ever. I really, really love this. And I love the depth and meaning behind it. I think a lot of people don't understand the Irish that much, that it's not that widely spoken here and that uh, we c it's kind of underrepresented. Uh, so I think that getting a, that story across is really interesting. I do feel it's a little bit hard. Like I speak a tiny bit of Irish and I still didn't pick up the full meaning of it the first time. So I worry are international people going to pick that up? And I would love her to use that last 30 seconds to just like not be really overt, but like as subtly as possible, just explain what the song is about in as clever as way as you can or with some visuals. It's funny that we were just talking about Erica because I think of her as someone super polished. The production of the song is amazing, but she's kind of lacking the edge. And then we have Elsha who's got all the edges. She's like a dodecahedron, but I don't know if the production of that song is super clean. Some elements of it are a little bit noisy. So I'd almost kind of wish that they were like a girl group together, the two of them, because I feel like their two their strengths when combined are amazing. Um, but overall, I really, really love this. It's a little bit sad that we're going to have to wait until the live show to know, can she perform live? This is the downside of not having semifinals or rehearsals. We have no idea how she's going to be. She could be blow our socks off or maybe not rise to the occasion. Melfest Michal, you were nodding your head along there. Um, do you have the same worries that Tom shares there about kind of staging and will this translate to a live Late Late Show studio? Yeah, I think everyone's obstacle, and it's sad to say, but everyone's obstacle is always going to be the Late Late because I can see them all in Malmo. I can see Erica with her pyro and the wind machines. I can see Bambi. I can see Elsha doing her thing. But this part is going to be the hardest for them, and I do worry because the excitement and the hype that this has on streaming online is big. So it's it's a higher platform to, let's say, like calm down from if this doesn't work. But I'm fully behind it. I'm behind her. I'm behind the message. Like, could this be our first entry in Irish since 72? I really, really hope so. I would be so proud to wave the tricolor to this. And we always talk about how Ukraine do this blend of traditional and modern music and We've done it. We have actually done it. This is this is exciting. It was like Tom said, I'm so excited about this entry. And seeing the international fans' reaction to this online was something I couldn't stop myself scrolling from. Like I was just like, is this how you guys feel? Like is wow, like this is a strange, surreal experience. And it was Erica's release was was exciting, but this one really took me like like somewhere that we've never been before as Irish fans and even here in Ray Darcy he was hyped did you guys hear him after the song he's like way and I'm like so if that's his reaction there are other Irish people like Jesus this is some crack this is it's it's that level of expectancy that's needed at Eurovision without fiddly d and leprechauns you know it's you're getting the sonically 
you're getting sonically Irish, but you're not getting it presented in a wee patty hat and a, a ginger beard, you know? So I cross everything that this comes to life on stage the way we need it to. There is a sense of imposter syndrome as an Irish Eurovision fan when there's an entry of yours that's exciting people. <laughs> yeah. And that's so important nowadays as well, because, you know, you've got to listen to the international audience because at the end of the day, they're the ones voting. And it's so important to factor that in. It's like last year, you know, everyone would have loved Wild Youth, but at the end of the day, the internationals went with Connolly. So it's, you know, you could flip it on the head of, should we be factoring that in more so? So it's one to consider for people voting at home to maybe think bigger than the country of Ireland. <laughs> bigger picture. Yeah. Go on, Tom. Just to back up what Michal was saying, I don't think I've seen as much hype for an Irish song on Twitter than this. This has got so much people who really, really love this and are really behind it and are excited about it. And on YouTube comments as well, I've been seeing a lot of people who are massively supporting this from all over Europe. Wouldn't it be interesting to have like a Eurovision fan jury as well at Eurosong? Because the fans in a in a hundred percent tell in a hundred percent semi-final vote, y'all, they are the ones that are voting. So I think it would be really nice to have a Eurofan jury. To shout out a, a fellow podcast who we love very much, the Euro Trip. Connor, what did we learn from their recent chat with Michael Keeley. Well, there was very close to being a fan jury, um, a part of Eurosong for 2024, but it didn't come together. So uh, maybe in the future we might see it with a, a quarter each way or, you know, we'll, we'll never know. Right, we park Elsie Gutubin for the moment, but we move on to our next song and it is J Yellow L featuring Toshin with Judas. I said it's crazy, you know, so I'm minding the business that pays me, you know, living off of filler rolls and savings, you know, now I'm breaking in the door, I raise the alarm, yeah. If you can see me now, you never wear my crown. You're not gonna hold me, you're not gonna hold me down. It's too late to turn back, hey. If you can hear me now, you never wear. And there we have it. That is JLOL featuring Toshin with the song Judas. Alex Basmati, I'm going to come to you first on this one. How do you feel about this genre of music making its way into Eurosong? I'm so, so happy to have another rap song in the Eurosong this year. I mean, K Money and ND, shout out to them paving the way last year. No one expected them to do as well as they did. I think it's going to stand out a lot. Um, I do actually like this kind of music outside of my Eurovision bubble, which takes over a lot of my playlists. I do listen to quite a bit of rap and I really love his flow. And one thing that I will say about this song is when I listen to what they played on the Ray Darcy show, it does sound like a kind of a rushed production. I think Toshin's vocal on that doesn't sound as good as it likely will be. So I'm really interested to see how this is live. Um, yeah, I, I really like it. I don't think it's going to absolutely storm any of the votes. I think it'll likely finish second half of the board, but I think it's really important to showcase different parts of the music industry. That's one thing I think UMK does really well is that it gets high quality songs from different genres that actually represents what's in the charts. 
And parts of this does sound like what's in the charts in Dublin, in uh, London and the UK as well. So I'm really happy it's there. Um, but I understand why some people will feel that it's not fitting to be in the Eurosong. And you're definitely hitting hitting the right notes there by saying this is definitely music that we hear in the Irish charts. You know, if you go onto the, the Irish homegrown charts or even just listen to the top 20 songs on RT2FM on a Sunday night, these are the type of genres that you're hearing from these artists. And, um, and he does mention chicken fillet rolls in it. So come on, <laughs> that's pure Irish. There you go. There you go. Uh, Melfast Mihal, you had your hand raised very politely. What are your thoughts on J Yellow L? Echo everything that Alex says. I think it's so important to add sonic diversity to our, our national selection. And I'm so proud to have a track like this. Unlike Alex, I don't listen to this style of music on Spotify, but I can recognize I can recognize that it's a great track. I can recognize its importance to be there, like the hip hop poppy aspect. I think I'm proud that Ireland's doing that. Um, and I agree with you on the production as well. I'm excited to see how that blend sounds live. Um, so yeah, I'm happy it's there, but it's not my winner. I personally really enjoy the blend of the female vocal mm-hmm. with then the tones of JLOL. I mean, we did have an exclusive here on the podcast where he told us that Gavin James was originally the voice on the, the demo of this song. So it could have been quite quite a different entry altogether and um, we know you know it wasn't possible for for Gavin to do with uh, kind of logistics not working out the way that they could have but Toshin you know a great a great addition I definitely think to this track Glasgow Miho, what are your thoughts here um I personally really really like this song um I like a lot of songs in your your song and this is one of them um I think it's really it's really beautiful um it kind of creates this atmosphere of serenity which is quite hard to get um, in music in general. But I really think that, like, Toshin's vocals, they really add to it. I, I echo what you're saying, Louise, that the, the mix of the male rap and the female vocal, it works really, really, really well. Um, I personally also love the, the Dictate lyric. Um, it's the highlight of the song for me, personally. Um, and honestly, I don't think anyone's talked about the ending of the song. I thought the ending was really, really beautiful. And it just kind of, um, it just kind of was really nice to to listen to on the Red RC show. Um, but in saying that, I kind of echo what everyone's saying here. I don't really see this doing well, unfortunately. Um, I I have a feeling that it's not going to to get enough votes, maybe an H section which is quite sad because personally i'm a big fan of the song um but yeah best luck to it i think this will surprise some people if, if it connects with the audience on the night i think it might do better than people expect um you know it might be kind of middle of the road for every jury and the public vote but you never know i think a lot of people wrote k money and nd off last year but in saying that i know their song was a bit more of a audience pleaser and a lot of the crowd were were clapping along and enjoying it so um and obviously judas is kind of the opposite to that it's more of a relaxing um tone to the song and um, but we also got to shout out the dancers because funny enough the voice of air vision's intro luke la is actually one of the dancers so we're wishing him and the rest of the guys best of luck uh no like 
bias or anything, but uh, best of luck to Luke on the night as well. Um, but yeah, a little uh, cross worlds collide in the mm. in the Eurosong the Eurovision, Eurovision dancing on the stage. Eurosong, who would have thought? Who would have thought? thought? <laughs> Could I also just shout out? I think just talking about this song and Michal mentioning the word serenity made me think of our TikTok because. Glasgow Mihal and Alex have like been doing the Lord's work on our TikTok and the one you made for Judas I found particularly funny like there was like someone like lying down in the rain and then it's like Billie Eilish doing or it's like goofy the as well in dance. the puddle and <laughs> really really funny great fun um, great fun I highly suggest you check out our TikToks for some our TikToks I said like an old one our TikTok check out the TikTok check now the there will you um, for some very very funny content just before we move on to our next song we're going to have a little bit of an interlude and this interlude is actually from our listeners which I'm really excited for lots of our listeners have actually sent us in voice messages sharing their thoughts on Eurosong 2024 and telling us about their favourites and as always we love to include as many voices as we can on the Eurovision podcast so enjoy and keep an ear out because if you have sent us in a clip, you may hear yourself shortly. Here we go. Hi, Eurovision. Absolutely love the podcast. For me, it's Bambi Thug or Elsha to go to Malmo. I think they're the most creative songs from your song. And yeah, they're my picks. Thank you. I am so impressed with this year's lineup. There is a wide variety of acts and songs, and this is exactly what we should be doing to get good results in Eurovision. Hi, Eurovision Podcast. First of all, please keep uh, going with the podcast. It's really good. I've been listening for a while. It's, it's really, really good. So thanks for making this podcast. And I suppose second of all, like my favourites are next in line. Um, and I have been a fan of them since they formed. But at the same time, like I just, I don't understand, I suppose, the level of, I suppose, I hate almost are getting online because at the end of the day well that's just my opinion my, in my opinion their song is very good and I think it will stand out to an audience I know people say it won't but I think at the end of the day give them a chance just I think give them a chance watch your performance before you make a full opinion and if you don't like them after that then that's fine but I think give them a chance and give everyone a chance it doesn't just go for next in line because I've seen a lot of like things online being like oh this is the worst Euro song in years but I think give people a chance like this is these people's time to shine give them a chance and let them do what they do what they should you know anyways thanks for listening to this but yeah for me it has to be between either elsha or bambi thug i don't think we can really send anything else that has as high a chance of qualifying which at the end of the day has to be ireland's goal for eurovision 2024 i love both songs dearly they both have their merits. Obviously, Elsha's one is an Irish, which would be fantastic to bring it back. It has high energy. Bambi Thug is going to be bringing their amazing artistic vision to the stage, a fantastic live performance, and a really, really interesting song. For me, it's all going to come down to how they both deliver live on the Late Late Show during Euro Song on the 26th of January, and I can't wait. Hey guys, firstly I'd just like to say I really love the podcast. Last week's episodes, um, interviewing all the Eurosang acts and getting them to us so quickly was really, really fantastic. So yeah, keep up the good work and thanks very much. As for Eurosang 2024, in my opinion, I think Elcha probably represents the best chance of a top 10 finish for us at Eurovision. I think we should send it because it's a chance to get Irish onto the Eurovision stage for the first time in 52 years. We've struggled a lot recently and, you know, in a recent episode of the podcast, Louise was talking about Avidamon 
and she said, you know, you remembered it as the French entry. It, it didn't need the flag in the background, the French colours in the background, because it stood out as the French entry. And I would love to put something in that people would remember as the Irish entry, something that promoted our culture and language to an extent that viewers went away and said, oh, that was the Irish one, whether they voted for it or not, because I, I really think that's what we should be doing at Eurovision. That's what a lot of countries do, and, and it's quite successful for them. You know, and Gatobin gives us a chance to do that, but it's also a great song and, and a fun song and, and will resonate with people and the message will resonate with people. I really like Bambi Thug's song as well, Doomsday Blue. Um, I love how dark it is. I love its, you know, it's, it's rocky feel. I love its metal feel. And I think they're a brilliant artist. Um, but I think Ailsha would probably be a little bit more um, universally popular and, and have a little bit more universal appeal. So that is why I would marginally favour it. As for the other four acts, you know, they make up what is a really, really good, a really strong national final, all things considered. And I'm, I'm surprised I'm saying that about Ireland, but they, they make up what is a really strong national final. I just think that the other four would struggle to qualify. Again, I think at Eurovision, you need something that captivates an audience for three minutes and is extremely memorable. And my fear would be with the other four that they're not as memorable as Ailsha or Bambi Thug. That's not to say they're bad songs or they're not good songs. They're really well-written songs. And as I say, it's a great national final. I just think you need something really, really special for that three minutes. So yeah, that would be my take, but um, fingers crossed and looking forward to the show on, on Friday. Thanks guys. Connor, I really enjoyed hearing what our listeners had to say. Yeah. Lovely bit of diversity from Rosa. Really enjoying Next in Line. Yeah, Adam G as well, legend legendary friend and good supporter of the pod um, and so many more Declan as well loads Declan of people making a great point about like France's identity versus Ireland's identity and how we should we should send that across it does seem like our listeners are looking at a two horse race so we'll let's have to wait and see, see. let's we'll see how the Eurovision see. Eurosong vote works out at the end of the episode Eurovision we bring you this quick Eurosong interlude <laughs> just to say again a huge thank you to all of our supporters on Buy Me A Coffee. Without all of your support there, we would really struggle to make things like studio recordings happen, equipment, merchandise and so on. So thank you to all of those people. The first supporter today we want to shout out is a great pal of the pod, Adam G. Hi, Adam G. Thank you so much. Adam leaving us a lovely message as well saying, so enjoying the Eurosong Madness this week. Thank you for doing the interviews. All of the acts seem so invested. Adam, you're welcome and thank you for your support. Someone else bought coffees. Thank you, someone. And Kira, another great pal of the pod saying, similar to our chances of qualifying, you guys just keep getting better. Thanks for all your work on the pods and being my fave Spotify notification to get. That is such a lovely message, Kira. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kira. Bernie got in touch with a few coffees for us and said, thanks for all the hard work, guys. Absolute gems. Thank you so much, Bernie, for your coffee donation. Lisa G said, guys, absolutely killing it with the Eurosong coverage, feeding us poor, starved Irish Euro fans. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Lisa, for that. And finally... Declan Burke once again thank you so so much again he said thank you both for the fantastic interview series on top of the great podcast Neve and Ryan are both top tier so far <laughs> highly agree leaving it on a cliffhanger <laughs> Declan thank you and thank you everyone again for supporting us and of course if you want to donate to us you can visit buymeacoffee.com forward slash airvision podcast and you can donate too any donations are really, really appreciated. Thank you so, so much to everyone who has donated so far. Curve Mila. All right, Connor, back to the episode. Yeah. Let's go. Firehead. Air-vision. 
But for now, we've got three more tracks to discuss. The next entry we are going to delve into is an Aussie Irish artist, Isabella Kearney, with her song, Let Me Be The Fire. Here it is. Did you call or did I just dream or are you tired of the highs and lows take you home if you're out there freezing let me be the fire when your heart's gone A bit of a upbeat bop. Let me be the fire. Definitely a little bit of an earworm. Alex, you are bopping. I feel like you're kind of a queen of the box. What's your thoughts here with this one? Okay, when I first listened to it, thought it was really good. Love the production. Sounds so slick. However, I do have many worries about this song, um, even though I do love it. So my first worry is that I, we haven't seen much from her. Like when, when I've been researching all of these acts, I haven't seen much from Isabella. And when I compare, I suppose, the songs that I would say genre-wise she's competing with, you're looking at Erica Cody, who has, we've already spoken, all of this background in performing live, being on The Late Late Show, being, opening up for acts like Jesse J. I'm interested to see where she takes the live. We haven't seen much of the visuals either which again, some of the other guys have been leaking and let, giving us a, a window into. So I feel like this could go any way. And also, I think if you're competing with someone with a song like Erica Cody's, it leaves you yeah, really open to maybe ending up at the bottom of the scoreboard, which I would hate to see. But what I do love about it, it's really slick, the production on this. Her voice sounds great. Also, I have noticed she has kind of like a bit of a high notes buried in the back of the production towards the end. Quite reminds me of Connolly last year, where she had this very like mellow song, some vocals in the back, but on the day pulled them out of nowhere and gave us like incredible vocals. And I have a feeling she might do that, in which case maybe she'll blow us all, 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 all away. Also, another worry I have for this, I think they might place her to open the show, which I don't think would be great for her. Just from a production standpoint, I think it would make sense because they'll want to break up the likes of Elsha and Bambi Thug. And if she's the less strong of the pop songs, will she be put first? But yeah, I think there's a lot to, to still be seen about this entry. I, I don't know what way it's going to go, but based on the production and the song, I do like it. There's definitely that sense of unknown with Isabella. Like you said, she hasn't been at the front of the, the stage um, for, for a lot of years. You know, she has been kind of the background songwriter. But like she said to me in her interview, she's taking this song as her own now and wanting to, to come forward. And um, we'll have to wait and see. It's going to be interesting because like she said to us, she's not going down this dance route of having dancers, anything like that. She's going to have the band on stage with her that interaction might just give her that kind of differentiation between Erica and herself. So it'd be interesting to see on the night what happens. Tom, how are you feeling about uh, Isabella? I think the song is really nice. It's got a real smoothness to it. 
really easy to listen to. It's got a broad appeal, very accessible, kind of like an Ibiza lounge feel. My worry with it is I don't know what she could do on stage to kind of give this a real wow, amazing factor. I don't think the song has massive highs or lows or a bridge where she stops singing or some big event. So I don't see what is she going to be able to do to make this super dynamic. And it, like, if this did go to Eurovision, is this the type of middling song that people would have like kind of in the middle of their rankings, but they wouldn't pick up the phone for it? I just feel maybe it's a tiny bit too safe. But then if she brings an amazing stage show that blows me away, I think that's what she kind of needs to do is make this more dynamic. Absolutely. Definitely. Melfest Mihal, what are your thoughts on Let Me Be The Fire? Are you on fire with this? <laughs> I am in my ears. It's on the playlist and it's it's going to make its way to the unrepeat because it was one of the ones that was released a bit later. PS next year. Get your get them all on Spotify ASAP, guys. We want to stream them AS. We want to get them in our ears. But... Yeah, I mean, I have to echo what everyone's saying. Like, sonically, it's just going to be compared to Erica's. Um, I, when I heard from your episode that she was going to be with a band, I was like, ooh, like, I don't know if that's what I would do. But I like that it's in the competition. Like, the production's slick, it's professional. Um, and I'm just happy that the most played songs this season are from Ireland. Like, for me, like, it's, it's again, it's a very surreal year for me. It's something that I like to consume. It's not something I think we should send to Eurovision. I think we'd get swallowed up. This is the year that Ireland needs to take risks and be bold. And this is the opposite. Glasgow Mihal, share with us. Does this set you on fire? It gives me a mild, warm feeling. <laughs> it's nice. It's a nice feeling. Um, I'm a fan of the song. I like it. It's very good. Um, I absolutely love how clean the vocals are in the studio version. That's one thing that kind of calls to me. I think it's brilliant. Um, and I really think that she could replicate that uh, live. I think she sang a little bit um, for Red Darcy. It was only a few seconds, but I I really saw, um, I really heard how good her vocals were. Um, I, um, I think that, yes, she will be compared to Erica. That that's definitely going to happen. Um, but at the same time, when I'm walking around Glasgow doing my bits and bobs, I have this in my ears. I am I'm marching along with Let Me Be The Fire in my ears. It's a lot of fun, I have to say. Um, in terms of staging, um, I kind of disagree with Michal. I kind of, uh, I see the whole band vibe um, as a kind of good thing because I think all our fears were that this is going to be like an agi and look very messy. And I think this gives her an opportunity to kind of replicate like We Are Dummies staging, Czechia 2022. And that looked quite nice. Um, So it obviously depends how she executes it. But it gives me a bit of hope that it won't be a big bomb live. Um, In saying that, I think that it's quite generic um, as a song and doesn't really have a sound structure. I need a bridge. I need a bridge, I need infrastructure, and it just doesn't have it. So, um, yeah, that's my fear. But I still like the song. It's a bop. It gets me going. So, good luck. We'll see how it does. The staging remains to be seen. I do think from a studio point of view, I can see all six of us at the Euro song after party. Shout out to OJ Ireland, by the way, who are organising that. I can see all six of us 
breaking it down on the dance floor to let me be the fire. Alex and I will probably be the main two to disgrace ourselves. But I, I see it. I see it in all of our future. For, for your own safety, please evacuate. The dance floor. Don't come near me and Alex. Get the fire extinguishers. <laughs> Get them ready. Uh, well, we'll park that and we'll move on to our penultimate entry for Eurosong 2024. And it is Bambi Sug Doomsday Blue. And there we have it, Bambi Sug Doomsday Blue. Again, a very, very different entry for Ireland, a very different sound for Ireland. And let's kick it off with Melfest Mihal. What are your thoughts on Bambi Thug? Where do I even begin? This is exciting. This is... We have never presented something visually and sonically like this before. And I have been craving for Ireland to just show the world that we are not vanilla, boring... Because I think that's what we're that's what we've been perceived as in the past. We just go very safe and and that's not us. We're good crack. We're 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 you know what I mean? And I think this could really be a turning point for us if this is executed and staged well. We're on the left side of the scoreboard in May. I'm saying it right now, you know, and yeah, I just like I said, with the other artists, the the late late is going to be Bambi's biggest obstacle. But I have full faith in them. I love their creative. They seem to have a really strong and artistic team behind them that is going to do this well. I have, and the song is made for the stage, especially that last part where it's like blue blue. You just see strobe lights and that. Oh, it's um, it's it's an Ireland that no one's seen before, and I think this. It's about time we do something. Let's take a risk. And I really hope that the Irish public get behind it as well. I think uh, it's about bloody time. Jesus. Four genres in one. Bambi themselves is running this kind of promo campaign of hashtag send the witch. And when we try to delve into clues as far as the staging goes, we know icy blue is the main color and witchy is kind of the theme. So that's going to be really, Dancers as well. really interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I think lighting and camera angles, kind of similar for, for Ailsha as well, who also has her own campaign, the, the, the Gwail Gots, I think yeah. she's calling it. Um, but yeah, similar for both of these entries that are both really very kind of experimental, alternative mixture of genres. The camera angles and the lighting are really key here. My personal hope Definitely in Bambi's case, as well as Elsha's, is that the Late Late Studio does not let them down for that. Uh, Tom, what are your thoughts in regard to Bambi and Doomsday Blue? Yeah, that's a good point about the Late Late Show. I don't know if they even have one of those steady cam guys who kind of can kind of run around and get up close. Because I remember all the angles on your song, they're a bit panned out, aren't they? Do they have that kind of technology or not? No, they. I think it's all just crane shots and... Uh... What the stands, whatever the stands are called, the tripod kind of cameras, no steady cams. 
Imagine <laughs> poor Alan running around the place. Our the tech man's here to answer that yeah, question. I'd love to see some like really edgy up close visuals. Like this for me is the most visually exciting. I'm really looking forward to see what they're going to bring. And I've seen a couple of stuff that they've had on Instagram. It looks really exciting, really thought out makeup, hair, costumes, everything. This for me to echo what Mike uh, Michal was saying, this is a good risk. This isn't just sending a risk for the sake of it, sending something like dust on the turkey just to be different. This is a calculated, interesting, intriguing, like let's just send it and see what happens. If this doesn't qualify, I don't mind because this moves us forward. This sets us on a good trajectory that even if it doesn't qualify next year, we'll have 10 more different people sending weird, wonderful things. And there'll be such quality that RT were like, we need a semi-final. So this pushes us in the correct direction. I'm a little bit sad that this and Elsha are in the same year because I really would like to see both of them go. I would like to see Elsha last year and Bambi this year, vice versa. So I'm a little bit concerned that we have these two amazing people who might split the weird vote. That's a small concern that I have. I'm just hoping they'll come first and second. That's me <laughs> uh, being have thinking. <laughs> this is such a yeah. weird <laughs> imagine we have options imagine i never thought we'd say oh i wish they weren't in the same year it's it's crazy what a yeah. time definitely definitely and as well the whole late late show kind of argument keeps coming up particularly with elsha and uh, Bambi Thug. Alex, you are a fan of Bambi Thug. Do you think they are most at a disadvantage because of the Late Late Show sh setup? No, honestly. From I follow Bambi Thug on social media and they're so, they sound so ready for this. And they seem to have performed on small stages, large stages. I just know they're going to put on a show no matter what. I'd say you could give them like a uh, a box like a, a paper box and they would absolutely kill it so I actually have no qualms with staging to be honest I think earlier on Tom you said that Elsta kind of is a bit too edgy and then Erica is a bit too polished I think Bambi Thug is the best of both worlds in that the track itself is polished it has a hook it's not messy but it's it's a bit of out there. It's fun. Um, the staging is going to be incredible. I just know it um, from looking back. Their fashion is amazing. Like even from years ago, I'm looking back, scroll back in their Instagram, the looks they've been pulling. Like, how have I not heard of this person before? That's what I'm so shocked by. Um, and I really hope that they start to pull in uh, other acts like this in the future. In terms of the actual song structure, it's 100% my favorite. Um, if I was to make a prediction what will happen in the Eurosong final, I think it will actually come down to running order, which I know is maybe not what most people will think. But I did watch MGP was last night, right, their, their semi-final. And we did see that for the last two semis, the last three who came on were the qualifiers. And when you've got, what, only a couple of hours, I think it can make an impact. And I think when I think of a producer, they're likely going to maybe put on a pop song. I'm thinking Isabella first, then possibly go into Bambi or Elsha, then back to uh, JLOL and then finish on a, a big song like Good Tubbin or Doomsday Blue. And I think that one might be the one to edge it. And then Erica, come, Erica comes second. That's just what I'm thinking. 
um but yeah I love this song I love the hook as well like again one thing I miss from Elsha's song is the re-listenability for me is just not as much there because there isn't as strong of a hook for me personally whereas I can listen to Doomsday Blue over and over because I just can't get enough of that you'd rather have star than a moon that part just gets I've been me and my boyfriend have been walking around the house for days repeating that one phrase and he's never even heard the song like in full (laughs) he just hears me constantly rattling it off so yeah I'm so excited to see it but yeah I love Elsha's song too but I think it'll just edge it out in that way it's really a cool point that you made about MGP and the final three songs it's worth noting for Eurosong last year our top three were the final three songs as well so you might be onto something there, Alex, Stephanie. And Brooke was last in the semi, right? Yeah. Am I correct? So yeah. I do think it has some influence. Glasgow Mihal, are you bopping along to Doomsday Blue or are you running away scared? <laughs> I guess you'd rather have Star than the Moon. Well, I want the Moon. Send the Moon. I'm sorry, but Bambi Thug is bringing something incredible, something that we have never seen before in Eurovision, in Eurosong, sorry, maybe Eurovision, but Eurosong um, for Ireland, something we've never seen before. Um, For me personally, it's no secret that this is my winner. Um, It's just absolutely incredible. The genre changes that Louise has mentioned just work so well together, even though they shouldn't. They, They really should not weave in and out together but they really really do and it's gotten me really excited for Eurosong which is something I never really thought I'd maybe ever say um but my hopes are that this will translate live that this will have the polish and the accentuation that Alex mentioned and it will all come together into one beautiful package um it's just, it makes me really excited to see um, that Bambi Bambi could do something really good. And I'm personally praying for a very good run in order um, so that we can uh, hopefully, hopefully push Bambi across the line. I'm trying not to be biased here, but I just, I can't, I can't, I can't. Um, so that is my hope. Um, and as always, probably with every single song, Ailsha's, Erica's, Isabella's, I'm I'm afraid of the studio. I'm afraid of the staging. I'm afraid of the lighting. I'm afraid of the cameras. Um, and I just know that even if any of these performances don't translate live well, um, that it's not wholly the artist's fault. Um, but unfortunately, I don't know if the public will see that. Um, so we'll have to see on Friday what's going to happen. But I'm, we will I, want, in... I want the witch. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. He wants the witch. Hashtag send the witch, according to Glasgow Mihal. Well, we have one act left to discuss. And actually, interestingly, the topic of the Late Late Show has come up quite a lot. And we know for certain that this next act has indeed performed on the Late Late Show. They are the group next in line with their song, Love Like Us. It's the way you walk, the way you Kisses, well, they last for days in 
There we have it, Love Like Us from Next in Line, the final possible Eurovision entry for Ireland. As a self-proclaimed Westlife girly, this is knocking on all my nostalgic doors. Swear it all over again, Westlife vibes. Um, there's pros and cons here for sure, I think. Um, Louis Welsh is back involved with Eurovision in Ireland again. We've seen that before. You know, sometimes it goes well, sometimes it doesn't. Um, I would like to go to my fellow 90s kid who I know is a fan of bands such as Steps and Six. I'm not so sure how he fares with boy bands. Maybe you'll tell us, Melfest, Mihal. Do you like the way they walk? Do you like the way they dress? Do you like the song? I do. No, hang on a second. I, I can... I'm a boy band fan. I'm a fan of that Scandi-esque big choruses, the chord progressions in this. But that does not mean that I think this is what we should send to Eurovision. I can appreciate it. I have it on the, on my playlist as well. Um, it's kind of like Ireland are known to be good at boy bands, but just because you can and you're good at something doesn't mean you always should. I think we should have done this in 2013, 14 or 15 even. I don't think this is what we need right now, but the guys seem great. They're very enthusiastic. And I'm happy that they see the Late Late Show uh, and Eurosong as a great platform to launch the career from. I tweeted something like this on the day and I said, it will only invite further talent like them to come in, in future editions of Eurosong. But this song, I would like to just see stay in my national final playlist. Um, I don't know if it's, if it's what we should send to try and get our qualification back. I hope they do like a stool rise. Does everyone know what I mean? Oh, no. Like when no. Westlife or whoever, they like stand up from the stool. Called you up. <laughs> <laughs> Get the phones out, the flip phones. <laughs> the audience have the torches on. Jesus. Um, Tom, what are your thoughts here in relation to the band? Well, I think if you look at Ireland's record over the last 10 years, we're ranked 43rd out of 44 countries, if you take the average ranking. So I think a logical way to look at that would be, okay, we need to try something different. We need to do, go down a, a new avenue. And this really just sounds like an amalgamation of many of the songs that we've had in the last 10, 20 years. I think the song is really well produced. They sing it really well. They've got a great look. They've got a bit of support as well from Lou Walsh and the label. But I think that if we want to change our trajectory and start doing better and start qualifying and start getting more interesting acts that people are really excited about, I don't think this is the correct way to do that. Um, you know, the fact, Lou, that you're saying you're hoping that there'll be stools on stage. I think that's the most exciting thing that could happen with this staging. Like, I don't really know what what can you do with this? Like, it's a it's a really lovely standard boy band song like how can you make this exciting i just don't see people tuning into eurovision and seeing something that i agree with me kind of belongs in the noughties or the early tens and going wow this is rocking my socks i love this way more than cha-cha-cha and tattoo and all these really dynamic kulaks uh, i think we need to move forward and the way we do that is by choosing the witch or the gale goth Alex, Baz, Matty, what about you? Are you uh, are you in the same boat as Lou with the stools and the vibes, the retro vibes? 
Uh, unfortunately, I'm not in that <laughs> mind, mind frame. It is not a song for me. One thing that really annoyed me, though, about the release of this song, I've already mentioned it, is people being nasty about it. Again, we're tr- it's actually amazing that these guys have seen your song as a, a platform to launch on. How exciting, like what we're talking about. Actually, Tom, I'm a big watcher of your YouTube videos, and I know you did one on the Junior Eurovision on having not too many girls, but not, not enough guys in it Um, and I think like how amazing that a boy band a group of how many five young lads think right I'm gonna launch on Eurosong what a great platform I think that's really cool so why the hell would you go on Twitter and give them so much hate if you don't like the song I don't really like the song it's not for me but I hate seeing people be nasty because it does it doesn't help anything it actually will put acts off going on the on the show wanting to put something through and wanting to launch off the back of it yeah I, I just really didn't like that that side of the the fandom and yeah the online hate that they got was really um really annoyed me peeved me off honestly but yeah the song itself not for me I think it's a bit dated I think maybe like in the next five years there probably is a market for a boy band to come back because we haven't had a One Direction in so long and look they made a load of money One Direction they sold lots of tickets people probably want that back there is a market for it just don't think Eurosong is probably the place for it in where Ireland are at the moment in the competition it's just not the right time can I can I can I do a thing oh god can everyone can everyone unmute themselves just for a moment if you don't mind Okay, I just I I have like two two statements, and then I'd love to see if you can all join in on the third one. They look like pop stars. They sound like, they pop, like stars. pop stars. They are pop are stars. Pop stars. <laughs> she said the thing. She said the you thing. You look like a pop star. You sound like a pop star. Putting you through. <laughs> no, but listen, listen. Connor and I are very much trying to stay relatively impartial here. But one thing I will just chime in and say is. Like, listen, this, like, nostalgia is a great thing and, like, familiarity is a great thing. We are very much encouraging Eurovision fans and people who are voting on Friday to think about a package of something, you know, just because... um, I know we've mentioned it with other songs we've talked about today, like, just because you stream a song more or it's more appealing to you, like, you kind of have to ask yourself the question, is it the best way forward for Ireland? Is it going to create the best package for us in the year 2024 um and that's something we need to consider really was all six songs i think yeah lou i'm just gonna echo what alex was saying there about the treatment that next in line we're getting during the week um i thought it was really disgusting some of the things were being said if you don't like the song there's a fair and respectful way of going about expressing your opinion the comments jesus they were disgusting like these are young lads they're 18 to 22 year olds they're new to the scene that's their first single it should be an exciting time for them if you don't like the song fair enough express your opinion in a fair and respectful way but some of the things that were being said and the conspiracy theories you know getting tiktokers to post videos and being on radio and tv interviews at the end of the day, it's a publicity race. You're in a competition. Of course, you want to get your name out as much as possible. You know, if you like the song, you wouldn't be complaining about it. You're just doing it because you don't like the song and you don't feel like they should be in the competition. It's ridiculous. That's what this is all about. It's about getting your name out there as much as possible and getting as many votes as possible. They're canvassing for votes. Of course, they're going to be on radio and interviews, and etc., etc. So I thought that was really unfair. 
When it comes to the song, personally, I really like it. It's on my on-repeat playlist. It's number five, I think. I do listen to the song. I love the blend of their voices together. I think they come together really, really well. And they're great vocalists. They've got a great look about them. They've got a great style about them. When it comes to Eurovision then, are they necessarily the way forward for us? I don't think so, unfortunately. Maybe if we didn't send a band last year, it would be different. But I think... Next in line, definitely have a style about them. They definitely have a look. They definitely have, you know, the style of music that they want to go into. I think it could work in the future. So I would love the lads to take this experience under the belt. Take every single opportunity comes now. Get more experience under the belt. Learn how, you know, they work on stage together. What works, what doesn't work. The style of music that they really, really want to go down to. You can see glimmers of that with with Love Like Us. Um, But really work on it. I would love to see them come back in two, three years' time when they've got more experience under them with a probably a stronger song um, that is a bit more modern because maybe, you know, people are thinking that it, it is a bit dated, which is fair enough, because um, it does have that retro kind of sound to it, the Westlife One Direction sound. Come back with something a bit more modern. I think um, I can really see them being that kind of Jokerite style band that people loved last year, um, and they're obviously a mature band, so... You know, let the lads mature a bit, get more experience, continue to grow because they are definitely stars and they do look like pop stars and they do sound like <laughs> pop stars. And they so, are. <laughs> and they are pop stars. So definitely I am uh, 100%. I'm going to stick up for next in line a bit there because mm. I thought they got unfairly treated across the week. But anyway, that well was my said, two Connor. cents. Well said, Connor. And yeah, as you say, and I think this again goes for all six acts and we said this to all of them when we spoke to them. Once you're in the Eurovision family, you're part of it forever. So if you're in a national final, you've automatically been exposed to other Eurovision fans and people will follow you and love you for a long time, especially if they like your music. And there we have it. We've discussed all of the six songs that will be competing in Eurosong 2024. They were Erica Cody, Love Me Like I Do, Elsha with Gutubin, J Yellow L featuring Toshin with Judas, Isabella Kearney, Let Me Be the Fire, Bambi Thug, Doomsday Blue, and next in line, Love Like Us. One of them will be crying the winner on Friday night. But it's time to find out the Eurovision Eurosong 2024 champion. Last year, you crowned Connolly your winner. She ultimately finished second. So will this year, will we find out via Eurovision who is the winner? We'll have to wait and see. We conducted our own vote, just like Eurosong. One third was the Irish jury. One third was the international jury. And one third was the public vote. That happened all last week. And it's time to find out the results. Are you ready? Let's go. First up, we will get the points from the international jury. And it's time to hear from our spokesperson, Alicia Michelle. Hey everyone, it's Alicia Michelle, your favorite American Eurovision fan. Well, at least I'm trying to be. But I've got the results to the international jury. Let's get into it. Our two points are going to the song Judas. Our four points are going to Erica Cody with, you know, Love Me Like I Do. Six points are going over to the boy band Next In Line. And our eight points are going to Elsha. Okay, now our 10 points, our 10 points are going to the song, Let Me Be The Fire. And that leaves our 12 points heading over to Bambi Thug with Doomsday Blues. Thank you and best of luck. And here we have the votes for the Irish National Jury. 
Hey everyone, Irish pop artist and Eurovision stan Pastiche here and I'm delighted to be announcing points from the Irish national jury for Eurosong 2024. It's been such an amazing thing to watch over the past few weeks. I've loved seeing all the songs come out and everyone being announced and I feel like there's a real buzz around Eurovision this year and Irish music in general. So I'm just, I'm delighted to see it. So without further ado, let's get into our points. So our first two points goes to Love Like Us by Next In Line. Four points go to Judas by JLOL featuring Toshi. Six points go to Love Me Like I Do by Erica Cody. Eight points goes to Gethubbin by Elsha. Ten points go to let Me Be The Fire by Isabella Kearney, meaning our 12 points goes to Doomsday Blue by Bambi Thug. Congratulations, Bambi, you deserve it. So we have heard from the two juries, the international jury and the Irish national jury, but we still have to hear from the public vote. Now, before we get those votes, let's have a look at how things stand at the moment. In sixth place is JLOL featuring Toshin with song Judas on six points. Fifth place is Next In Line, Love Like Us on 8 points. Fourth place is Erica Cody, Love Me Like I Do on 10 points. Third place is Elsha on 16 points with the song Gutubbin. Second place is Isabella Kearney with Let Me Be The Fire on 20 points. And at the moment in first place is Bambi Thug with their song Doomsday Blue on 24 points. But like Eurovision and Eurosong, Everything can change with the public vote. And here are the public votes for Eurovision's Eurosong 2024, as voted for by you, the listeners of Eurovision. Hi everyone, it's Sophie here. I represented Ireland in the Junior Eurovision Song Contest 2022. And here are the results from our online public vote. So let's see who gets our deux Okay, so our two points go to why Jello L featuring Toshin with their song Judas. Our four points go to Next in Line with their song Love Like Us. Our six points go to Isabella Kearney with her song Let Me Be the Fire. Our eight points go to Erica Cody with her song Love Me Like I Do. Our ten points go to Bambi Thug with their song Doomsday Blue. And finally, our 12 points go to Elsha with her song Go To Van. And good luck to everybody um, on the Eurosong on Friday night. I know I definitely will be watching and just smash it. You are all gonna do amazing and I'm so excited to watch it. So go smash it. Love you all, bye. And there we have it. Bambi Thug is the Airvision Eurosong 2024 champion in first place with 34 points. Here is a rundown of the full results for you. In sixth place is JLOL featuring Toshin with the song Judas on 8 points. Fifth place is Love Like Us next in line on 12 points. In fourth place is Love Me Like I Do by Erica Cody on 18 points. In third place, it is Isabella Cuny, Let Me Be The Fire on 26 points. 
and in second place is Elsha Gutobin with 28 points. And like we said, Doomsday Blue finishes on top by Bambi Thug with an amazing score of 34 points. But remember, everything can change. This is just a fan vote. Well done to all of the acts. And there we have it, the Eurovision Eurosong vote. A fan vote, of course, but we would like to shout out some of our very kind jurors who joined us. We had Brooke Scullion giving us her points. We had K Money and ND from last year. Stephen Byrne, RTE broadcaster, pastiche iconic singer. We had Rasmussen from Denmark. <laughs> Plus lots of other pals and friends of the pod. So thank you so, so much to everybody. You can go onto our socials and find out more about who our jurors were. And you can find the full rundown of points on there. So we have the Eurovision Eurosong results. I think to wrap up this episode, Connor, we have one final question, don't we? Yes. Who is going to win on Friday night? No personal preferences, no biases. How do you think the two juries and the Irish vote is going to go. Glasgow Michal, can we run to you quickly? Okay, so I see this as a three-way race. And I don't think that's shocking to many people. Um, but I think that it's between Erica Cody, um, Bambi Thug, and Ilsha. And I think they all have strengths in different areas. I personally think that Bambi Thug has the best chance with the international jury. I think that Erica Cody has the best chance with the Irish jury. And I think Ilsha has the best chance with the televote. Now, where this goes or how this happens will obviously depend on so many factors, being the staging, the vocals, the lighting, the camera angles, everything. But I think in reality, it's hard to predict. But in my opinion, I think Erica Cody will take it I think that she's going to get a good enough international score. She'll have a good enough televote and she'll probably win the national jury. Um, I don't really see any side of the vote tanking her. In saying that, that could happen for Ilsha. That could happen for Bambi Thug. Um, and I'm trying not to be biased because we all know who I want to win here. Um, but I think it's Erica Cody's to lose. Um and I think we will be seeing Love Me Like I Do in Malmo. Interesting. Perfect. Thank you for that. Tom, we will come to you next. Who do you think will be representing Ireland at Eurovision this year? Well, I was going to say it was a four horse race. And then Isabella just did really good in that vote that you announced. <laughs> it was a five horse race. Look, there's just so many unknowns because we don't know what Elsha and Bambi Thug are going to look like on stage how they're going to be limited by all the cameras, etc. I think Erica is probably the most sensible bet because we know that she can dance. We know that she can perform. So we kind of have the most information about her. I think if Elsha really does an incredible performance, then I will put her as the dark horse. But the most logical one right now for me is Erica. Another important factor could be with the postcards. If Elsha gets a moment to go on screen and say, this is what my song's about. This is why, this is what Amwil Kaladam Goldi on Lehersh means and explain all that. That can make a huge difference between people thinking that this is a little bit of a joke song and something super serious and interesting. So that again comes down to Late Late Show production. Interesting. Thank you for that. Alex Basmati, who is your winner um, or your predicted winner for Friday night? 
I will say before I even give an answer, my answer changes every five minutes up to right now. I have changed my mind probably three times in the last half an hour. I'm going to say Elsha for now. My hope, so that's different to my personal choice, would be Bambi Thug. But I think Elsha with the Irish factor in there could really help her on the national jury as well. And I think she's going to absolutely smash the televote. And international jury, I think, could really get behind her. We've seen the international reaction has been really strong. So I'm going to go for Elsha for now. But again, like it's very hard to, to predict. And Melfest Michal, what are your predictions? I think it's so hard because we haven't seen the stages. We have got no idea what's up their sleeves. So with that in mind, and also we don't know if there's going to be a panel and who the panel are, because I think those voices are so influential and can sway a vote. You know, you're going to trust them. So it really depends on them and their attitude and their in the know of the bubble. So I I mean, this is a proper sidebar. I would like to see Brooke, Ryan say I'd like to see Jedward, Louise from TG Kahar. Those people know what the state of Eurovision is now in 2024. They know the climate. So I would like them to give their opinions. And so if, if that's the case and we're getting informed uh, voices, then I could see a way and a path for Alsha and Bambi to really storm it but if we're just getting regular folk who are like yeah this sounds good at Eurovision when really in fact it's from like 20 years ago uh, I see a path for next in line or Erica to go but I see Erica smashing the Irish jury um, I see Bambi smashing the international jury and kind of actually exactly the same as Michal I see Go Tobin going down really well with the Irish public as well. But again, the tens and the eights are all going to determine the winner, which is why I would tell any Euro fan, and I never thought I'd say this, Ireland is one of the most watched or the most exciting ones to watch. I would say if you're going to tune into anyone this this year, it's Ireland. It's us, you guys. When have we ever said that? This is one of the most exciting national finals this season. No one's got it yet. It's all to play for. It's a three-horse race. It could be four. Who knows? Okay, let's go. I'm excited. <laughs> love it. Love it. So we're saying there seems to be a great buzz about Eurosong in the build-up. You know, there's interviews left, right, and center. The the success of the songs, next in line, top of the iTunes charts, Erica Cody in the homegrown charts, uh, Bambi Thug, number one on the Irish homegrown charts. Like it's it's so good on Spotify, the viral charts. Sorry. It's so, so good to see that. And like Michal said, who knows what will happen on Friday night? Anything can happen. And that's what makes it so, so exciting. And we'll all be there, the audience, to watch hey. it. <laughs> I do it. Bring it on. Bring it on. And don't forget, everyone, just another quick shout out to the OJE Ireland uh, viewing party and after party in the Odeon in Dublin City Centre. Go online and find OJE Ireland if you are interested. There's a WhatsApp group and so on. Lots of uh, bonuses to being a part of the Irish Eurovision fan club. But yes, definitely get involved with the viewing party and the after party if you're looking for some Eurovision friends to join up with. 
Connor, are you looking forward to Friday? I am. I can't wait. It is the most excited to be in about Eurosong for a very, very long time. Like the guys were saying, I cannot call it. I don't know who's going to win. My mind changes every day. Like Alex, every minute I think one person can take it, another person will take it. And then another one comes in and changes it all. So who knows what will happen, but I'm sure it's going to be a great show. And I can't wait to say to see Patrick Hilty as our new host mm. and see how he does, bring a new dynamic to it. Who knows what's going to happen? But definitely for all of you, tune in if you can. 9.35 on RT1 if you're in Ireland. And you can watch it on the player on rt.ie forward slash player. Tune in, see who Ireland selects. And I'm sure we will see some sort of weird prize for the audience like peanut butter last year <laughs> uh, that will give us all a good laugh so make sure you tune in and watch it for the excitement I think we should thank our fantastic panellists today for giving their time Melvest Mihal, thank you so so much darling Mwah, see you on Friday after your flight from Stockholm see you then I cannot wait see you on the dance floor Glasgow Mihal, we'll see you off your flight from Glasgow on Friday can't wait thank you so much for having me guys Thanks, love. ESE Tom. See you Friday. This is going to be my first national final I've ever gone to. I'm so excited. And I want peanut butter. I want all the peanut butter, please. <laughs> what a way to kick things off. It's certainly going to be a rememberable one. Alex Basmati. See you Friday. Bring it on. Can't wait to party with you once again and enjoy your song. Woo-woo. Fresh off the books, bus from D6. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were going to get the Lewis together. <laughs> well, maybe we'll see. Oh, God. But guys, thank you so, so much for joining us on this episode. Everybody, thank you so, so much for following our journey to Eurosong. It is nearly complete, but not until Friday, the 26th of January, as Connor said, 9.35 on RT1. Don't forget, you can find us everywhere. We're all over the internet these days. Airvision Pod on Twitter or X. Airvision Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, Threads, YouTube. Airvisionpodcast at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email. And across all streaming platforms, please don't forget to give us a quick review if you enjoy our podcast. And all of our bits are on our link tree. Link tree is in our bio. Thanks once again to our panellists. Best of luck to all six Euro song contestants. Gnairi on Talib Galair. And for the journey to Euro song, all we all have to say is Slonga Fall. Meet me in Paris on the shores of the East.